Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. It is finally Friday. Welcome to the TGIF edition of the Eagle Hour as we broadcast today, as every day, from the Southern Bancorp Studios here in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Bob Kelly and Luke with you for the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. We thank them for their support. Great place to go this weekend. Want to take the family out for a great meal? We suggest Dickies. If you got something coming up, a special occasion, uh, Dickies can cater that for you as well. Our thanks to Dickies Barbecue. Melissa Socher joins us later in the show to update our efforts to raise money for former baseball coach Corky Palmer. But right now, we're going to go down to the Big Easy where Patrick McGee from NOLA.com joins us. And uh, Patrick, happy Friday to you. Yeah, happy Friday to you. I hope you all are kind of stay warm. It's pretty fairly miserable when it gets cold in new orleans i don't know what it is it just gets in your bones yeah it's pretty it's pretty bone jarring cold up here as well patrick all right uh, lots to ask you about uh, the first thing i'm gonna ask you about is this 24 7 sports article that came out this week ranking southern miss and i love this new terminology we now have a quote-unquote transfer portal class that speaks that that could be the subject for a whole other uh, segment but uh, Southern Miss ranking as the number one transfer portal class in Conference USA and the top and 15 nationally. Are you buying it, Patrick? Well, yeah, sure. I, you know, I, I guess it, you know, each team is it's kind of kind of that, that those rankings are going to vary from year to year, which team really needs to make, you know, uh, quick, you know, uh, adjustments and through the transfer portal. But I think, I mean, LSU has really relied heavily on the transfer border. It's just not the G5s or anybody else. I think everybody's kind of realized it's easier, uh, a lot less headache uh, to have to <laughs> recruit a, you know, a teenager for two or three years. And then maybe they maybe get them, maybe you don't. And then the transfer portal, you know, the recruitment might last a couple of weeks, and uh, then you get it. But, I mean, you look at what Southern Miss has gotten. I think they've got a lot of guys that can play. Uh, as long as they're healthy, ready to roll, I think Tylen Knight, is a good example the the defensive back at Ole Miss. I mean, heck, he he could play running back as well if they wanted to. He could they could really put him in a whole host of uh, positions to where he can make an impact. I mean, he's a good player and he played well in the SEC. So I, I think Southern Miss has done a good job. Uh, I, I don't know how many more they can they're going to want to get, but I, I imagine they're probably uh, on the market for maybe one or two. And I, I saw uh, one a really nice cornerback at out Ole Miss leave, and I. He may set his sights a little higher, may try to transfer somewhere else in the SEC or maybe the Big 12 or ACC, something like that. Uh, but, no, it's interesting. I, 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 they've addressed needs on both sides of the ball up front, and they're getting some uh, mixing in some good DBs and good athletes. Patrick, is this the wild, wild west? Are there, are there restrictions and rules based on uh, transfer portal recruiting like the NCAA for years has had on, on standard recruiting? Yeah, I mean, it's things that have changed so much. And I, 
it's been so hard for me to keep up with all the changes that have kind of gone into all this to where it's really allowed it to kind of come into being. And, and uh, it's just it's just the new reality. Uh, the transfer portal is going to be a huge part of everybody's uh, offseason and putting together their roster. And, uh, and and things are just moving so fast right now in college athletics. And here in recent reporting just this week is we're moving closer to colleges uh, playing their uh, paying their players, especially on the Power 5 level. Um, that seems like it's maybe only just two or three years away. Uh, college athletics is just is is moving at a breakneck pace in terms of changes and just altering the way we see the game as a whole. Patrick uh, Tulane this past year did not have a great season. Of course, uh, Willie yeah. Fritz lost half of his coaching staff, including Will Hall yeah. and some of the guys that came came with him. What do you hear out of Tulane, especially? Important because the Eagles are going to play Tulane next year. Yeah, they, it, it was a strange year. They came out and played so well against Oklahoma. Of course, Oklahoma just was just kind of sloppy there early in the season. So maybe we should have uh, shouldn't have bought into that as much as we did early on. But uh, they just hired a new offense coordinator who was the head coach at uh, Central Missouri Division Two Central Missouri, Jim Svoboda, who was an OC at I think UCLA and some other places back in the day. It, it seems like uh, Fritz has had a hard time trying to find somebody who who can kind of keep the ball rolling after Will Hall. Uh, this is one, you know, apparently this guy's been productive in the past, but it remains to be seen. I mean, Tulane is really, you know, Fritz has got a lot of credibility in what he's been able to do there at Tulane, but uh, this is a year where the pressure will be on to deliver. Uh, you know, I think they've had two wins this season. Uh, they get, they've got to do better than that. They expect a quick turnaround. Uh, whether that's going to happen, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I am currently not an optimist whenever it comes to the green wave. And, and I throw this out for discussion for everybody, for, you know, with, with all the news of the SEC transfers coming to Southern Miss, everybody's thinking, wow, this could, this could happen sooner rather than later. But when you look at those first two games that the Eagles are scheduled to play, one of them, they open at Hattiesburg against Liberty. Now, Liberty's going to lose their stud quarterback, but if you don't think that Hugh Freeze, of all people, doesn't have somebody lined up ready to go. You don't think he wants to win this game? Of course he does. <laughs> and then the Eagles would have to go to Miami, and they'll get a breather when Northwestern State comes to town. But I'm saying there's a lot of hype early on here, Patrick, But, but and, and I get it, but uh, I, I wouldn't expect there to be a, a huge win-loss turnaround maybe this coming season. Is that reasonable? Patrick, you with us? All right, we're Sorry, here. I accidentally, I'm, I'm here. I accidentally okay. got muted. Okay. Uh, but, no, I mean, I think that two-lane game is a good one to point to is, is to gauge where the team is headed this season. Uh, when you start with Liberty, who's going to be a good team, and then you go to Miami, that's going to be really tough out of the shoot. So, really, it's the two-lane game I think we're going to be looking to is the gauge as to what that team's capable of next season. Luke, get in here with the professor. Patrick, unrelated to to Southern Miss, but at the same token, you you posted this yesterday, and and you're you were talking about money with with Power Five, so LSU goes out and gets uh, Cortez Hankton from uh, from Georgia. Would you report to our listeners how much uh, the uh, the wide receiver coach for LSU is now being paid currently? If I'm not mistaken, it was nine hundred grand a year, wasn't it? Uh, They're wide receivers. I mean, he is the passing game coordinator and the wide receivers coach for the LSU Tigers. So he does have a coordinator position. But yeah, I mean, Patrick, I, I just laughed at that. I just that is insane because you've yeah. got a run game yeah. coordinator, you know. So this isn't like you look at Georgia Munkin's like one point three, but he's the OC. 
This is the passing game coordinator on one side of the ball, and he's making close to a million. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's a good example of uh, where we're headed. I mean, the, the the chasm is just widening in terms of money. Even you know, Southern Miss up its pay with Will Hall and staff compared to Jay Hobson and company. But it's it's <laughs> there's just really no kind of chipping into that. It's just such a huge deal. Are we getting to a point, Patrick, where where eventually they're just going to have to separate the Power Five and let them do their own thing and separate the rest of college football? It's, I mean, it, that's kind of the discussion this week, and and people, you know, down. I think it's not just the group of five; it's FCS uh, on down the chain, uh, and it's it's one of those things where everybody's just feeling kind of, you know, well down the chain, they're even feeling more frustrated. Uh, with where things are headed, just the overall state of college athletics in the NCAA, I think it is definitely a possibility. You know, mm-hmm. in the not too distant future, that they could break away. Yes, and and to further Luke's point about, and we talked about Jay Hobson. Jay Hobson was offered a coordinator position at Louisiana Monroe, mm-hmm. turned it down to stay at Mississippi State as a consultant. Right, right. right. As a consultant, because he'd make more as a consultant Analyst, yeah. than he would as yeah. a coordinator. Luke, is there any end to the madness uh, in which the SEC is willing to spend money to win football games? It's not just them. I mean, it's everybody. And, and I think this is going to come to a head, Patrick, and you can comment about this. You know, whenever they figure out this restructure of the playoff, I mean, you know, you, you it seems like everybody wants a, a, at least a 12 simply because right. I, I don't like a 12 because I don't think you should get a bye. I, I just, I don't, I don't, that gives you such an advantage. I get the fact that, you know, you're, you're there, but whether you go eight or 12, they're going to try to box the, the group of five out. And don't you think that if, if that goes the wrong way, that might force the split? Yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's a good point. Uh, I guess it's really the ACC is kind of standing in a way of things that, that everything I've heard, which is strange. Why the ACC, I guess they're afraid that they're somehow going to be left out here or there. They want to be guaranteed this and guaranteed that. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean that's that's where that that could very very easily push it over the top if the group of five is somehow left out. I, you know, I think it's one of those things where you have to. If it's twelve, uh, you, you know, I, I think your group of five champs obviously deserve to be in there. But how many? One group of five at least, and then then you kind of go from there. And hey, there's probably a good chance there's another group of five in that top twelve. So you could easily have two group of five programs in that. Right. But if they don't let it happen, that could be difficult. Patrick, short break. Like to get you to stick around if you can. Talk a little NFL playoffs with us before we let you go. That good? Sure, sounds good. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com down in the Big Easy on a Friday afternoon. NFL playoffs start tomorrow. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back. Friday afternoon edition of the Eagle Hour from the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. 
I want to thank uh, Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net for their support of our program. I think I'm going to go down there Friday, Kelly, tomorrow, Kelly, and check things out. Well, today's uh, Friday. But yeah, tomorrow. But yeah. it is open tomorrow. Baseball stuff. You know it's coming in. And the Mardi Gras parades that there are around. They've got Southern Miss Mardi Gras flags, which are, you know, new, kind of mm-hmm. kind of different this year. Right. So. Check them out, Kelly. Campus Bookmark. Kelly, just go ahead and, and let's just do our uh, yearly tradition of telling Bob our sizes ahead of time. We know he won't deliver on that. But, yeah, go ahead, you know, guys. Somewhere in the next week or so, let's just lay it out there and, and just so we can be disappointed again. Is it over in the Husky section, Kelly? Is that where I need to head? I, I, at this point, I'm over in the United States ship section. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick it's, McGee is not. Yeah, he is young, fit, and trim, and uh, ready to go from NOLA.com. All right, Patrick, it's the second week of the playoffs. Kelly's expectations and hopes are just almost through the roof. He almost has to bend over uh, when he walks in the front door. And they take on Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans tomorrow. How do you see that playing out? Yeah, I think it was reported just this afternoon that, that he's kind of that he's good to go. I think that was the expectation all along, but it sounds like it's been made official. Uh-oh. Great news, uh, so that's <laughs> so that's that really kind of hurt. As long as, but I mean, if Henry goes out there and he's a little limited, you know, maybe they're a little vulnerable. Vulnerable, but I mean, I, anytime Derrick Henry's on the field, he seems to be pretty tough to handle, whether he's 100 percent or 90 percent. So uh, I would think it sets up, you know, that the you know the Bengals are going to have to play perfect football, and not turn the ball over at all uh, in that situation. So I like the Titans. Mm. How about it, Kelly? Here's here's what nobody's talking about. All right, that the Titans played in in a division that stinks. All right, they got the number one seed because they played in that division. They got two games against the Texans and two games against the Jaguars, and both of those teams are lousy. All right, and they only won eleven games, which that's pretty good. But I'm just saying, you give them those four, and they're a seven win team. Stop, 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 stop. A Cincinnati Bengals fan just accused other teams of being A, lousy, and B, stinking. <laughs> I said they play in a rotten division. Rotten. There we go. A third adjective. Oh, rotten. Rotten, yeah. stinking. Well, they, won, they won 12 games and they beat the Kansas City Chiefs 27 to 3. Uh, so, I, you know, I, it's kind of, you know, and they beat the Rams. Without so Derrick Henry I, most of the year. Yeah, but they played the Chiefs in the yeah. fall when it was warm, and we all know the Chiefs don't play well. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All no, right. Uh, oh, Lord. Also, I, I, he's, yeah. he's just looking for any straw, right, Patrick. That's, that's, right. that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> he's just desperate. at the. When he heard Derrick Henry, he just got desperate. There's no question. <laughs> all right. The Rams uh, demolished a, a really a pitiful, I thought, Arizona team. I it's amazing. Yeah. Well, they won so many games early on that it just kind of pushed them in. A, really had no business being in the playoffs, and uh, and they go to Tampa. But you know the Bucks are kind of beaten up. They they seem to have yeah. a lot of injuries on their team right now. Is this going to be a close game, or, or will the goat lead them past the Rams pretty easily? No, I, I think it's a close game. I think it's one that really could go either way. You know, OBJ really kind of showed up and played well last week, and and I think the Rams are a little bit more complete on offense right now. The Buccaneers have uh, dealt with out one of their top receivers in Godwin, and, and at running back, they've been banged up. So, yeah, I mean, this is a game, I think. You know, I like the way the Rams looked. That was a terrible, a lot of bad football games, aside from maybe the Cowboys 49ers game. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that's a good game. I think that's one that could really go either way. The Patrick, goats on the uh, field, Luke. 
Yeah, but but Patrick, let's do an over under. How many with that strong defensive front? Over under three. How many uh, roughing the passer penalties will Tom uh, Brady bait the Rams into getting? Uh, that's you know he's going to face a good front, no doubt. Uh, yeah, I mean, I it, it's going to be one of those things where Brady's going to take some hits, uh, but they do a decent job of protecting. I, you know, well, I would, it wouldn't be surprised if we'll see it once at least. Yeah, they do. They have a pass rush now. The Rams have a pass rush. Yeah. Go ahead, Kelly. I know you want to say something about the goat. By the way, Patrick, what a fascinating statistic that if you look at the four teams left in the NFC. Tom Brady is older than the coaches of every other team left in the NFC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's old, you know, even I guess he's older probably than the Bengals coach. And yeah, yeah. Trying to, and uh, he's the goat. Center. About it we should we should yeah. also mention that all three of the other NFC teams, Washington could have had a chance to fired hire all those three guys. of them. Fired all three of them. We don't need them. <laughs> well, maybe they think it was like golf. The, the lower you score, you know, the, the better you that are. May be, that may be the answer to what these problems have been That's all these years. That's what they were years. thinking all along. All right, Kelly, go ahead. I know you got something you want to say about the GOAT. You admire him greatly. I hope Aaron Donald squashes him like a bug. But, you know, every like I said, you look at him cross-eyed. He goes to the referee. He looked at me cross-eyed. He blew on me. I'm going to have to get a penalty here. You're going to have to. And, and they'll throw the flag. You know, they'll whatever, oh, whatever the Exactly how Tom Brady talks, too. That's the bitterness, is, the bitterness is thick on this show. I guess you can tell that, Patrick. Uh, Kansas yeah, City yeah. and Buffalo, that looks like to me like a heavyweight uh, Liston-Ali fight almost. Yeah, that's those two games on Sunday are going to be really good. I think uh, with the Rams and the Bucks and the Bills and the Chiefs. That's the Bills and the Chiefs is going to be really fun to watch for those two quarterbacks. And the Bills are really kind of built to win this time of year. I don't know what the. I guess I. It, I haven't looked at the weather forecast for. Yeah, for what that is the weather, Luke? City. Give me just a second. I'll pull it up for you. I think yeah. it was going to be like a the the Bills. Oh. I know exactly what's going on. Yeah, the Bills are going to have trouble because it's actually going to be warm. It's going to be like in the high thirties. Oh, they're not going to like so, that. You know, that's that's pretty. That's <laughs> summer for Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, it's still kind of cold, and I don't know. I mean, that that's just such a good game. Those two games on Sunday are really tough to pick. But I, I guess I'd take the Chiefs. Yeah, I kind of like the Bills, Kelly. I mean, I, there's some about them, man. They're they're tough, and they. Uh... You know, they were playing in zero degree weather the other night. You would have you would have thought it's, it was eighty. It's going to be sunny. July, Bob. It's going to be July. Forty three is the oh, high. Oh, well, they'll on be Sunday sweating. There's no doubt about that. Sweating. Who you like there, Santa? Man, that is that is a tough one. But historically speaking, the home teams you know tend to do pretty well in, like the, the, in the playoffs. I I want the Bills. I want mm-hmm. the Bills to win, but I suspect the Chiefs probably will. How is it the Chiefs can beat the big Indian drum at the start of the game and do the tomahawk chop and sing the Indian chants the whole game and that doesn't offend anybody, Center? Well, apparently it does in Cleveland and apparently it does in Washington, Only in those two cities. Because, because the they're far away from politicians. That's the heartland of America. Yeah, that's where I need to live. Because yeah. the Cleveland Indians baseball team the is Guardians. now, the, are now the Guardians. And we still don't know, but we'll be finding out soon what Washington will be dubbing its – Football yeah. team. What should you? What should they call them, Patrick? Should they just stay the football team? The Washington? Oh, why? Well, I, I just. I always thought they should just call themselves the Washington Americans, and they wouldn't have to change anything. 
Yeah, I don't think it really uh, matters. No, the Americans would yeah. offend offend somebody. That's too patriotic. I mean, yeah. you can't do that in twenty first century. How, how about the civs? It's gonna be something. It's gonna be something just stomach churning, like the admirals or the commanders. Oh, don't get me started. The elephant donkeys. There you yeah, go. You can't yeah, offend anybody. There you go. All right, uh, Patrick. Now I'm gonna tell you who my dark horse is. I'm I'm kind of pulling for this team. I like the 49ers. I just they play my kind of football. They're at Green Bay. Green Bay's a prohibitive favorite, I think, probably to win the NFC. It's at Lambeau. But I think, Patrick, the 49ers have a shot. I'm actually kind of going the other way. Uh, I didn't like the way Garoppolo closed out that game uh, against the Cowboys and the way he threw the ball. I just, you know, know, and he's a streaky guy, so I think he comes in and maybe stubs his toe. I think the Packers win by a couple of touchdowns. Right, so you think the only sure thing is that Derrick Henry's going to run over Cincinnati? Is that pretty much what I got out of you, Patrick? Yeah, but I'm feeling good about the Packers. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the Titans with the fairly healthy Derrick Henry do beat the Bengals. Go ahead. Yeah, Kelly. yeah, you've said that already once, Patrick. Go ahead, Kelly. Respond <laughs> if you'd like. Let me tell you something. It's going to be a it's going to be a rough day for Derrick Henry. The Bengals' rush defense is one of the best. In the league. And the last time an AFC North team went to Tennessee and played in a division round game, it was the Baltimore Ravens, and Baltimore blew the doors off of the Titans. That's what's going to happen tomorrow. Did they have Derrick Henry then? Cincinnati's never mind Derrick Henry. Now, <laughs> all mind. year long. Never mind Derrick Henry. All year long he's just been, they're going to lay an egg. Watch it, guys. So now he's confident Derrick Henry's going to run for like 415 yeah. yards. There's the line of the week, Patrick. Never mind Derrick Henry. <laughs> he will be an ass direct in the statistics. Yeah, in Kelly's in Kelly's head, that's just going to be Devontae Foreman running the ball every time. That's, that's not Henry. Derrick Henry, it's going to be a tough day. Sorry, buddy. Move on. All and, right. and hey, we got to congratulate Patrick, too, because Blue, you yes, know, his, yes. his dog Blue has gotten some notoriety on this program. In fact, Blue is in such demand now that he has his own Instagram page, and you can follow Blue, Blue. and he already has numerous followers. followers. How about, How about that? that, Patrick? Yeah, it's blue.bear.mcgee, so, so get my pup a follow. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Have a good weekend, brother. All right, y'all too. Patrick McGee, everybody. NOLA.com, and of course, the master of blue. It's not too late for Derrick Henry to call in sick tomorrow. <laughs> you know, he might have COVID or something tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'm you're, telling you're, you, he's not going to be a factor. You're pulling for every straw. You're wishing COVID on the man. And take it to the bank. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Bengals victorious tomorrow. You just wait and see. 14-point victory. The Bengals going to Tennessee tomorrow. And if Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank the professor down at NOLA.com for joining us in the first two segments. Uh, Kelly's still reeling over his prediction of a Tennessee Titan victory over his beloved Bengals. Not too late to forfeit, Tennessee. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure they're considering that, <laughs> Kelly. This segment is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. It'll be a great place to go watch the uh, Bengal Titan game tomorrow afternoon at 3.30. 
They'll have all the NFL playoff games, you can be sure, on the big TVs throughout the uh, restaurant and bar. You can enjoy some delicious food and a great atmosphere. Well, it's a great place to watch NFL football would uh, would be at Forest Street Bar and Grill. They even supply me with some foam rubber things, Bob, mm-hmm. so that... When the, the stress and and throw up against the wall for the stress, right? I got break you. Anything? I know. got you. Hey, one of uh, my very favorite people is uh, back on the Eagle Hour, Melissa Socher from Mississippi Made and More, and Keith Co. And uh, you know, as you know, if you listened to the show a few months ago, Melissa invited us to uh, join her in an effort to raise money for our beloved former baseball coach Corky Palmer. And uh, Melissa, we got about uh, three and a half weeks before we're going to give this uh, money or announce the final total at the opening of uh, baseball. But we reached a a big milestone this past week in a lot of ways. Tell our listeners about that. We did. Uh, We were close to $20,000. And yesterday, former player that played for Coach Palmer that championship year, Trey Cuevas, came in and dropped $500 on the fundraiser, which tipped us over 20000 So now we're at $20,300. Well, good for him. And did he talk for two and a half hours while he was there? He Melissa? did, and he said to make sure and let <laughs> Kelly know that he is voting. Uh, he, he picked the Bengals for the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. Kelly would get a kick oh out of that. Goodness. He also told me to make sure and get my marker out and check those hundred dollar bills that he left at my store for counter that's a, that's a great <laughs> idea how it works how it works out <laughs> he's been turned in before on that so make sure you do that Melissa. <laughs> today trey is to love trey but he mm-hmm. he has just wonderful stories of his years um playing under corky and um just loves him to death just like everybody else that's come in and shared stories and donated to the cause well, we're so we're really so happy to hear that we've busted the twenty. But I know that you and I have talked about this a lot, and that's really not the goal, is it? We still have four thousand and seven hundred dollars to go. Right to get there, and I, I have full faith um, that we'll you know we'll be there or over that amount. Um, I know I'll do everything. Um, you know, just run as my little my little legs will take me to get to the twenty five thousand dollars. And, um, you know, we wanted to talk about Mardi Gras today, Bob, and, yeah, go ahead. and tie in a little bit of that to the fundraiser as well. Sure, go ahead. Let people know about that. It's another way to raise money for Coach Palmer, so go ahead. Sure, Lisa. sure. So uh, we have an official logo for the Hattiesburg Kairos Mardi Gras Parade this year. Um, the parade rolls on February 26th, Saturday. We have a 4 o'clock parade this year. Um, entry is free. And you can sign up, download an entry form from our Facebook page. That's Kairos Mardi Gras or Hattiesburg Mardi Gras. Either way, you'll get to our Facebook page. And you can print out the form or you can call Mississippi Made and More or send us a Facebook message. I'll be glad to send you the form and we'll get you fixed up for the parade. With the official design this year, which is absolutely beautiful, we will be selling T-shirts with that design on the back and a similar design on the front left, or you can get your company or organization logo for no extra charge put on the front of the shirt. We're selling those shirts. Um, also, um, proceeds on the shirts will go to the Corky Palmer fundraiser. So, you know, I'm doing everything in my power to get to that 25, and I want to encourage everybody else, um, you know, drop a dollar, $2, you know, $20, 
whatever you can spare, everything adds up. We want to hit $25,000 for Coach Palmer's family right. by February uh, 18th, which is opening day of baseball, mm-hmm. um, college baseball. Coach Barry has agreed to let us set up a table um, for that whole series that weekend. So we'll be selling raffle tickets and taking donations uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at his opening series. And um, really want to give a big push that weekend and see if we can get over that $25,000 mark. I feel like we will. And, hey, you know, if this campaign has gone so well, we might continue it on. There we go. Uh, How do you buy a T-shirt now? You just go to the uh, Mardi Gras Facebook page? There is a direction there? Right. Um, And also, we'll be selling T-shirts in all of the key superstores. Mm-hmm. and at the Mississippi Made Store. And this year we have youth sizes as well, so we'll have youth small up to 5X. And the profits there go to the Corky Palmer fundraiser. Have I got that right? That's correct. That is correct. Oh. Um, so, again, I'm doing everything in, in my power to right. you certainly you know, are. And, give every little bit, and you know we encourage everybody else to do so as well. He He's just left such a, a legacy at USM, uh, former players, you know, their children, grandchildren, current players, and so on, benefit from, um, you know, that beautiful complex over, you know, Pete Taylor Park and, and just everything that he implemented um, will continue to grow and prosper, um, you know, because of him. Uh, and, Melissa, a lot of people listen to our show on the podcast, uh, you know, at any time, and so they're not in this area. How can they go online? I think it's important to continue to remind people sure. how you go online to uh, buy a raffle ticket. Sure. So the best route for us to, to do this was to go through a portal. So we chose galabid.com. That's G-A-L-A-B-I-D.com. And you just uh, keyword Corky Palmer, Corky, Corky Palmer Medical Expenses. And so you'll see all of the raffle prizes. You can purchase tickets, $20 a ticket, no minimum or maximum ticket order, or you can make a direct donation. I got you. And actually, Bob, tomorrow there will also be, you can go to galabid.com forward slash Derek Henry to contribute <laughs> to his medical expenses. After yeah. he I think that'll be a minimal need, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Melissa, I have bad news about the about the opening day. You said you're going to have a table there. We're going to be there with you, and that means that probably for an hour awesome. and a half, you're going to have to put up with Santa personally. <laughs> uh, that sounds like so much fun. You know, we just want to just add as much, um, you know, to that weekend as we can. Um, I, from what I hear, tickets are about sold out. So if anybody wants to jump online and get their baseball tickets, um, people started buying early this year, right. you know, and um, it, it's just going to be a great turnout. And um, we know, if you know anything else, anything about the organization, the team that we have going into this year, it's going to be an awesome, awesome season. No well, you don't have to worry about your safety, though, Melissa, because I'm still required to wear my ankle bracelet. Yeah, he can't. He can't only venture five feet away from the Eagle Hour remote setup, Melissa, or all sorts of alarms but, are going off. But it's really bad because we can't get rid of him. That's the that's worst right. Part we, about we, it. we can't escape him. That's uh, exactly right. Hey, we look forward to being with you on the 18th. Uh, we're going to be joining you. We're going to be side by side with you if that's cool with you. Awesome. We're we're trying our best to um, hit USM up to see if we can. Uh, you know, give balloons to the kids, candy, 
um, you know, we'll we'll do whatever we can to make it more fun for everybody. Right. We'll be talking to you before then, and I appreciate uh, you letting us be a part of this, Melissa. Yes, sir. Thank you all so much. All Thank right. you. Melissa all Sosha, right. everybody, from uh, Keith Co. and um, Mississippi Made It More, a lady who never, ever, ever stops and rests. No, and I think I think what's really what's especially cool about the Keith Co. people is that they've been blessed. You know, they know that they've been blessed. They acknowledge that all the time, and they don't sit on a lot of that money. You're they, absolutely right. They turn it right back. You're to the, absolutely right. Yeah, well, unlike they, some people we know. Like hint, Kelly. Hint. Kelly. What? You guys, are, what are you talking about? You're so tight, you squeak when you walk through the studio. Did Lee? Did Lee not tell you about the check that I wrote? We're never going to hear the end of it. He did. We're never going to hear the. I end mean, of all of this coincided with uh, new baseball lights, with the uh, leaving conference yeah, USA, going to the Sun Belt, buying out Judy McLeod, all this Judy. stuff. It just kind of all started with with that uh, meeting. Judy, Judy, Judy. I I am but a simple man that travels from village to village with meager skit. <laughs> Judy, Judy, Judy. And there's news about Judy has spoken, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment. Is it safe to say, Luke, Judy is not a happy camper? Nothing she can do about it, though. Everybody <laughs> threw up deuces, and uh, Conference USA is trying to uh, trying to rein it in. And, you know, as, uh, as in typical Conference USA fashion, they're late to the party again. So they wanted to at least say something about it. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll hit that in, in, on the other side of the break. But yeah, it was kind of interesting because uh, as Kelly said yesterday, and he can talk more about it uh, in the fourth segment, but you know, it, it's, it's impending. I mean, it is imminent. It is coming where, um, the people that need to leave the Sun Belt will leave. Uh, the ADs in the Sun Belt will vote the four new schools in, but Conference USA wanted to get their little two cents about it. And, uh, yeah, Bob, we'll hit it after, after the break. Although, according to Conference USA, it's going to be a lot more than two cents that they're going to want. Yeah. For many schools that are going to be interesting, really interesting to see how this plays out. And it's got to happen pretty quickly chronologically it has to yeah. because of football scheduling and everything else so we'll fill in all of those blanks and get you set for the weekend on what's on the basketball schedule when the Friday Eagle Hour continues after this timeout. Southern Miss to the top. Back in the Southern Bank Horse Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Eagle Hour closing out the week. Fourth segment brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. DBATHattiesburg.com or go see them in person on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, Luke, Bob, and Kelly, you've been listening to us live today. Maybe you're catching this later. If you don't know about uh, how to find us on podcast, Apple Play, or Apple uh, Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and as always on demand at supertalk.fm. Men and women's basketball uh, playing this week. Men uh, tip tomorrow up in Murfreesboro against Middle Tennessee at 1 o'clock. Middle Tennessee on the year. 
uh, 11 and 6, 2 and 2 in Conference USA. Women at home tomorrow at 2 o'clock. So go check out uh, the Lady Eagles in uh, second place in the West at 11 and 5, 3 and 2 overall. Middle Tennessee, 4 and 2 in the conference, 12 and 4 overall. Track and field up at uh, Nashville this weekend at Vanderbilt for uh, the Vanderbilt. Uh, track meet and wish Coach Stewart and his uh, crew all the best. All right, guys. Uh, Judy, 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 Bob. Judy, Judy, Judy. I should have gone with the track team to Nashville and just gone to the football game and the track meet. Yeah, you've seen two track. You've seen two track meets in one day, right? Uh, talk about it. Let, let people know. Judy spoke yesterday, Luke, and she was not a happy lady. Well, Judy technically didn't speak. Conference USA gave a statement, and we don't know. Uh, maybe Judy didn't do it. But anyway, quote. Okay, so the context of this is Kelly reported yesterday. Kelly, lay that again, just kind of the timeline of what's going down. Yeah, the commissioners for the Sun Belt are meeting on January 25th, which today is, what, the 20th or 21st? 21st. So that'll be earlier next week, and, and it is expected. Tuesday. It is expected on Tuesday that they will approve uh, any potential moves to the Sun Belt instead of no later than July of 2023. Of July of 2022. And that, of course, if they vote that way, which is anticipated, it would pave the way for other schools to join the conference early. Among those schools is Southern Miss. Quote, Conference USA acknowledges reports of three of our members prematurely departing. We fully expect everyone to follow our bylaws and honor their contractual obligations through the 2022-2023 academic year. All 14 members will continue to be eligible for conference championships and the postseason opportunities Conference USA provides, end quote. Well, it raises the question, gentlemen, should you honor that contract? I mean, should you Bro, stay? we've been honoring it for 25 years. Leave us alone. I smell lawyers. What do you think, Kelly? Well, let's, let's talk about chronologically what would happen. What is, what is expected to happen? Now, look, James Madison has already shown its its hand, right? James Madison has already said they're going. Because so, they got kicked out of their own league, basically. They can't participate in anything going forward. No, they, they can't, but, but you can be sure that they knew what's going to take place next Tuesday. They've had, they had to know that this was a slam dunk. All right, so James Madison has already said they're coming. Well, why would they say that if they didn't know that this vote was imminent? All right, so... The other three schools, including Marshall, including Old Dominion and Southern Miss, you would expect then an announcement that they're going sooner rather than later. Probably somewhere mid to late February would make sense. I mean, we'll certainly you know keep on top of it and and let you know. But you would think because yeah. of scheduling for football coming up. Well, but and don't well, you, Bob, you mentioned Bob, you mentioned lawyers, and when lawyers come up, precedent comes up, right? They didn't stick it to the American teams when they left. So why do they think they're going to stick it to these three? Well, here's what I expect. Here's what I think probably is going on. I I think every, all the parties involved know what the, the quote unquote cost, the exit fee is if you leave in two years. And you know what the exit fee is going to be if you leave early. So it's a matter of, and if that's contractual, then that's the way it is. And it's a matter of whether you're willing to pony up the money to get out. And speaking of contracts, uh, sources are telling us, too, you know, some of these schools, whether it's a legitimate uh, move or not, that they, some of the schools that are staying in Conference USA want Southern Miss to be punished 
by taking the conference baseball tournament away. Mm-hmm. We're being told that that is a contract that is set in stone. Correct. And for order in order for the conference to pull that away from Southern Miss, you talk about lawyers. Yeah, I would. Okay. Yeah, but they they would have to they'd have to reimburse all this stuff. I mean, they'd have to reimburse travel. They'd have to reimburse hotels. Yeah, I don't think that there's no way they're going to pull that off. And, 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 and the the other component, go ahead, Bob. I was just going to say my advice to the other schools when it comes to baseball like that is don't poke the bear. You know, <laughs> you're going to have to play them somewhere for a conference championship. But I hear what you're saying, Luke, and I think you're right. I, and I don't think Conference USA is going to do that. I think they've got a contract, and my guess is I think there are contracts about the exits, and I think it's just a matter of do you want to pay now or do you want but it, to pay later? But that's the thing. like That's the great part about it. Like We don't have to pay them anything. We lose out on them paying us. But, I mean, we were going to have to lose two seasons anyway, so we might as well move it up. Even if you tick everybody off, you're only going to miss one year of bowl revenue because you would get Sunbelt revenue for 2022-2023, and that's the most important. And the problem with Conference USA has always been they don't have any nerve to do anything. Well, needless to say, next week could be very interesting, and we will cover every detail and bring it to you. We'll have Heath Hinton on the show Monday. We've got Jack Duggan scheduled for Tuesday. Going to have a little baseball preview. Coach Spoon going to be on the show next week. Coach Spoon next week. And, of course, we will keep you up to date on the developments with Conference USA. All right, that wraps it up for this week. We'll be back Monday at 1 o'clock. We hope you will, too. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. I want to fly like an eagle. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.